everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And T Outlaw. And we are back with a new episode of the Gourmet Goober Podcast. You can find me always JJ Outlaw, at least for now, until things change. <laughs> it goes day by day on Twitter, but if you are on Twitter still, you can find me at JJ Outlaw. You can also find me on the Instagrams at Gourmet Goober. And every week I'm or every episode, rather, I'm here with my BFF, my hubby, that dude, the big cheese in charge, Big Daddy, a.k.a. T. Outlaw. How's it going? It is going well. You can find me on the musky Twitter at T. Outlaw, that's T-O-U-T-L-A-W, and on IG at T. Outlaw, Josie Wells, like the movie. We are still on Facebook, even though I despise Facebook. But, you know, if you're on there checking with your mom and them and getting a hold of people, you can find us at the Gourmet Goober blog. Um, that's where we started. You can also check out said blog, which is still there since we started in 2013 at com, And always drop us a line at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. Again, that's thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. So before we get started, I just want to give a really big apology because over the past week, we are still working on the too many episodes that we intended to drop last week. But because of technical difficulties with the file, I was, I was not able to do that. So my deepest apologies, both the um, Black Panther review, as well as for our trip to London. Both of those will be posting soon. So I really appreciate your patience. I broke it. In the meantime, I just wanted to say thank you again for all of you who've reached out and said that you were happy that we were back. We're really thrilled for your support. And yeah, it's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks with me on the new job and the Thanksgiving holiday. Once again, we didn't do a traditional Thanksgiving. We decided instead to do kind of order from Gold Bellies kind of thing. And dude, we talk about Gold Bellies so much. They should be a sponsor of the show. Yeah, they are getting mad pup from us. <laughs> so let me just say, I'm not being paid to mention Gold Belly. That said, I had a really cool exchange with them on Twitter that I'll take talk with you off mic. It was actually pretty cool. I guess they have like taste concierge. Really? Yeah. So like you can tell them what you're looking to eat and or like what flavor profiles you're looking to experience. I know, fancy, right? Yes it is. <laughs> I would like to have, you know, caviar hot dogs. I, I don't know if anyone makes that, but you know, I'm just saying. And then they will help you find something that matched that. So shout out to Gold Belly. We ordered from these two really great places. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, in the third segment on the best thing we ate this week. But yeah, it's it was really helpful and easy. And, you know, for Thanksgiving, I didn't have to cook. <laughs> I can be in my PJs and watch the dog show, which is always the dream. For you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because you had to work. Because you always worked to work on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, I have to trade in because, you know, my my celebration is Christmas uh, for obvious reasons. But nonetheless, 
I I very much enjoyed Thanksgiving uh, from Gold Belly. It, it was it was delightful, but for the most part, yeah. Uh, the Goober got to hang out in her PJs, which were adorable, and watch the dog show and other crazy movies. I didn't watch any crazy movies. I stayed off the Marvel movies. I think I watched. I tried to watch that Thanksgiving horror horror movie, Thanksgiving, which was so bad. You have to realize how bad a movie had to be for me to comment on it, because I once, and I think I talked about it on the show when I was in grad school, me and some friends of ours, of mine rather, mm-hmm. we had this like bad movie club that we formed. So after you know. Two years of binge watching on Friday nights, trying to outdo each other, Charles Band and Troma movies, which as a side note, if you don't know why they're bad, just Google them. It's first of the Charles Band. I used to tell Big Daddy that I would like pop Charles Band's in the nose on site if I ever met him because some of those movies were horrible. <laughs> Not like horrible and like so good they're bad kind of way, just like bad. <laughs> But anyway, I I I don't think I was been watching too many horror movies or too many bad movies. You know, I was watching BritBox on Thursday. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, she has her uh, BritBox moments. So, yeah, she indulged in BritBox while. No, I was... no, no, no! I remember now what I was doing, dude. That's when I realized that my life is murderous come back. Okay. And so I got Acorn. Acorn TV, in case you guys didn't know, is like another streaming service. There's so many out there. But it focuses on British television and beyond. And My Life is Murder is this Australian, like, it's kind of like Murder, She Wrote meets Sex in the City. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Sort of. Okay. With Lucy Lawless. Although I'm obsessed with Madison, who is her assistant. But yeah, it's set in New Zealand slash Australia, and it's really, really good. So I saw that they had like a new season, and I basically popped my head in while Big Daddy was working. It's like, oh, we're paying six ninety nine for Acorn. See ya. <laughs> and I went to watching it. <laughs> See the things you learn when you get done with work. <laughs> You're like, wait, we're we're doing what? We're paying for what? We got what? <laughs> I don't even ask questions anymore. <laughs> My life is murder. See ya. <laughs> it's a great show. It, it is a good, <laughs> it, is, it is a very good show. You do kind of get secretly, uh, it's a, a secret pleasure, I guess. Yes. You know, once you kind of get into it, because I'm not one to binge watch things, but I, I have like in previous seasons, like, yeah, kind of fallen in and watched a few episodes of, of the show because it is kind of quaint. Plus... For us foodies out there, and in addition to solving mysteries, Alexa, who is her main character, is a. I just, <laughs> I just turned on everything. <laughs> Lucy Lawless's main character, who shares the same name as apparently the AI in our building, <laughs> is also a bread baker. So I have learned a lot about sourdough bread from watching her. Just as a side now. Because I'm a foodie, so you give me a good murder mystery and food? Yeah, that's perfect. Like in the recent <laughs> season, does she still make bread yes. like in the middle? Okay. Yes, she does. So 
outside of that, how was your week? <laughs> how was my week? Everything has kind of been coming like fast and furious. As of this taping, uh, we currently know in the FBS who the uh, four teams are in the college football playoff. That being Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU, which is uh, so those are your four. I know next year they're going to go into like a 12 team playoff, but we now know that. And along with, you know, the bowl schedule will be coming out uh, fairly soon. And also on the other side of the um, college football coin, I guess still in Division One, shout outs to uh, Tech. I'm sorry, shout out to. The house uh, down the mouth of the South, Jackson State University, the SWAC champions, uh, holla. The SWAC champions of uh, Jackson State took down Southern University in the SWAC championship. And uh, coach Deion Sanders uh, culminated his undefeated season with a new job, no longer at Jackson State University. He will now be the new head coach, or at least it was announced that he will become the new head coach at the University of Colorado. So he will now be a Buffalo. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I'm I'm good with, you know, primetime getting his money. Coach Prime will now be uh, directing the Buffs as opposed to the Tigers. But, you know, you know, it's, it's good for him, good for his family. I don't know how, how I feel about it for you know, the HBCUs, but at the same time, I guess you got to go where your coin goes. So, uh, shouts out to them. Also, this is my, my, my thing for the, for the last week or two coming out of Thanksgiving. Okay. So there's like this thing been going around. So your boy Fetty Wap, who I found out from the goober has been, uh, he's busy doing other things, but apparently he dropped this thing where he's referring to yams. Are we going into this again? Oh, my God. This has become the, the earwig that I cannot get out of my head because it keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. And I can't stop it. No matter how far I try to run from it. I'm like run back to like old 70s music to try to run from away, away from it. But social media keeps bringing me back. This yam song is killing me right now. Okay. Should we, should we like take a moment just to explain for... Our listeners who may not be familiar. Yeah, please unpack this. Okay, first of all, let before we go any further, because I know we've we've attracted some really cool new listeners lately who may not know our dynamic. So I um I work as a writer and I write in several different um, genres with like you know corporate and um, nonprofit um, agencies. Big Daddy, on the other hand, um, he works in sports. So <laughs> the reason why he's working on Thanksgiving is his life kind of revolves around the sports arena, right? So when he was talking about college football, <laughs> for those who are listening, like, wait, I thought this was a foodie show. Well, you're going to get sometimes a little bit of a little lamb yap, as we say down south, where it's a little something extra. So that's why he was talking about that. But more importantly... The Yams, which you were talking about, is a song that dropped by Fetty Wap. Right? Yes. Um, 
it's actually a cover of a song that came out, I want to say last year in 2021. Let's see. What was the name of the producer? The producer's name, I think, is, yeah, Masego and Devin Morris Morrison, right? And they called it Yams. So Fetty Wap, who is busy because he, he's either in prison or he's waiting to go to prison for um, on drug um, trafficking, like a lot of drug trafficking. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, no, he claimed he, he, he pled guilty. So <laughs> okay. at least, look, I'm not getting into the dynamics of that. Exactly. I ain't messing with nobody like, you know, about to do a bid. Yeah. All I know is, oh boy, in the, in the, in the middle of like dealing with this, decided to drop probably the sweetest track about yams, not about yams, that is in time for Thanksgiving. So it's kind of like everywhere. And Big Daddy and I have been obsessed because even though we are not Fetty Wap fans, we are fans of Charlie. First name Charlie, last, last name, name Wilson. Wilson. Because I'm starting to think the brother don't know his own name. He has to keep repeating it in songs. <laughs> so Fetty Wap is normally a rapper and he sang this version with the help of Autotune. And some of the young people that are out there, because my job is in social media, so I'm always monitoring, monitoring, monitoring. You are the monitor. <laughs> Why can't I say that? monitoring social media for trends for my current job, which is with this corporation. They cannot be named. Um, so anyway, I was like, what is this yams thing? And I was seeing people like reposting it on TikTok and things like that. And it's hilarious because all of these young people are hearing Fetty Wap perform with Autotune and they're thinking it's Charlie Wilson. And I like played it for Big Daddy and we're like, nah, <laughs> For you youngins out there, that is not Charlie Wilson. Well, apparently, Charlie Wilson heard about this and decided to record his own version. And if you've ever, if you're not familiar with Charlie Wilson's voice, he, his voice is best known beside his solo work as his work with The Gap, right? The Gap Band, yes. Yes. Once you hear him sing for The Gap Band, there's no mistake in it. You can pick it out of a lineup anywhere. You have your eyes blindfolded and be like, yo, that's Charlie Wilson. Yes, he does have a very, very distinctive voice. Yes, that's Uncle Charlie, as we say in the community. <laughs> and Uncle Charlie showed out. And so now for the past, what, two weeks, we have been obsessed with referencing yams, playing the yams music, Charlie's drop of it. There's a remix, actually, that's actually pretty tight that plays... It starts off with the original song, Yams, that came out in 2021. And then it went to Fetty Wap's version. And then it ends with Uncle Charlie's rip, riff, so to speak. It's actually pretty tight. But yeah. Also, it's now become like a random challenge. A random, like, dude, like singers and whatnot. Um, now, like, taking up on the mantle of trying to, like, drop this riff of their own version of Yams. Like, like. I don't know if Tyrese has jumped on this, but I think like I know Tank has done it. Yeah, Tank has done it. I think he tried to challenge like Jimmy Fox and Genuine. No, was it Genuine? Tank, Tyrese. I know, I, I know that Jimmy Fox. I think did it. Yeah, Fox has done it. He's challenged a few people. Mario. 
Mario, Mario dropped did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've been like obsessed like all week. We've been referring to making yams jokes, playing the music, whatever we find. Oh, there's a new person in the challenge. Yeah, because we're old heads appreciating the fact that y'all thought that was Charlie Wilson. <laughs> but then that led to a very bizarre discussion <laughs> with you last night as we're having a production meeting. Okay. So I'm not I, sure you should admit this. But I have to because okay, all right, all right. I, I I have to admit when I, you know because I'm 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 reaching that 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 threshold of old man status. You know how like you listen to stuff on the on the radio, or like you know you hear something like on social media and you're just like oh okay this is, that's kind of funky you know I kind of like that and whatever. And this used to be a thing of like you know you know when your mama or your daddy would hear something on the radio and he'd be like oh yeah that's cool. And then you hear what the original version was, or you find out what really, like, you know, when you really find out what OPP stands for. Oh, my God. Okay, let's not go back. That was traumatic. Yeah. Now, great. I knew from the get-go, you know, as a young man, what OPP stood for, you know, for men and women. But, okay, I have to freely admit, the Goober had to educate me because I didn't know what yams were. I'm thinking, sitting here thinking the dude's talking about, like, you know, the vegetable. You're actually thinking they're talking about Thanksgiving yams. I thought it was. <laughs> I, I was like, man, like, is this, is this, is he really talking about yams? Is he talking about colloquialism for something? And I'm like, in my mind, because you only listen to it in parts. So I had no clue. I didn't know the, the genealogy of this thing. So, yeah, I, I, I was educated. I admit it. And it was so funny because literally... We're having this conversation. And I'm like, dude, are are you serious? And then I felt bad because he was serious. So all I did was I played the video, the original video, like in case you're wondering. And he looked at it for like five seconds. He's like, oh, oh, okay, I, I, we're on the same page now. I'm like, yeah. No, it still took a little more than five <laughs> seconds. I think it took like almost a whole minute for me to get my mind around it. See, I was, tr- I was trying to like. Cover for you, baby. Okay, it's okay to admit I, I <laughs> no, I, I'm slow on the come up. I'm reaching that old man Danny Glover status. Mm. Well, um, no, we had mentioned this before. Uh, he is still incarcerated, and he's facing five to nine years in prison after pleading guilty to a drug charge in August, where he conspired to sell cocaine. Um. His bill was revoked after he violated conditions of his pretrial. Um, police said, unfortunately, he threatened to kill someone with a video call. So, okay. Wasn't all that sure about Fetty's past? That said, I, I do want to say he did release a pop at him. So, hey, <laughs> however that came about, it is an earworm and I really love it. And apparently, and I didn't know this. He actually gave away um, food and stuff for Thanksgiving for his fans. And he had cans that were especially canned yams with, like, the, his face on it. Okay. <laughs> so he gave away yams as part of it um, and other things. So it was free food and groceries and things like that for everyone who attended the event. That's cool. My man doing good for the neighborhood. So not only is the song a bop, but apparently it led to helping to feed families who are struggling on this Thanksgiving. So you got to love that. 
Yeah, that is helpful. But yeah, I was trying to cover for you and about how long it took for you to get the yams concept. It's okay. Sometimes I, I, hey, it's okay to admit. Sometimes as an old black man, I'm, I'm not hip to everything. I freely admit it. It's okay. I, I, no, I'm not gonna like you know. I'll take the wink, wink. Nah, I'm okay. I, I'm a man who is still intact today. You know what? That wasn't the only thing that you were confused about, though, because we also had the conversation about the remember the mayonnaise in the drink. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I, I need a minute, y'all. So if, if you're not aware of that, Helmans, who is well known for a maker of mayonnaise, they have announced that they're suggesting to individuals use mayonnaise as a key ingredient to make eggnog. So That's I, right. I know what you're thinking, like, you. With a double side of you and a side of you. <laughs> but as I was telling Big Daddy, that actually makes sense in a way because, yes, mayo contains oil, which you probably don't want in your eggnog. But on top of that, it's made with a hell of a lot of eggs, right? Yes. I mean, at its basic com- breakdown of components, mayonnaise is just eggs that's whipped in oil. And, you know, a couple other things for emulsifier, but it's the eggs and the oil that makes it so effective in cooking. So, for example, and we had talked about this on a previous podcast, Portillo's and their legendary chocolate cake, you know, their key ingredient of why that chocolate cake is so moist and delicious is actually they use mayo. Which still horrifies me, but at the same time. That's a damn good cake. <laughs> so in the case of Hellman's, they actually announced that they are coming up with um, something called a frozen eggnog recipe. Only the egg has been re- replaced with mayo. They actually got together with a hospitality group, I think, that's led by, yeah, Cody Ghosting. Um, who is a well-known mixologist. And basically what they did is they came up with a drink that is largely, um, you know, milk and heavy cream and a quarter cup of mayo. But then they also added like a half of rum, apple brandy, and cognac. Okay, so basically it sounds like, you know, not so much, um, you know, a mixologist like, Doing some work in the lab, but it sounds like somebody got a little drunk off the brandy and rum and whatever. And, well, this concoction kind of came about. So I have to say, other than that was also Big Daddy's obsession over the last couple of weeks, because we talked about that a lot, about whether or not and what form or fashion would I would be tempted to try something like this. Uh, You? Particularly you? Well... Okay, obviously not me with the rum and the cognac and all of that, because I like to live. <laughs> I'm allergic to alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, yeah, like me personally, I don't know if I would try this, because it's mayo. But, I mean, yeah, from time to time, I do enjoy a good eggnog. Well, let me ask a question. Is it the mayo? So it's the mayo as the ingredient that had you so worked up these last couple of weeks, just the idea of thinking about it. 
Yes, somewhere as I see Mayo going into a drink, my mind just freezes. I, I can't get down with that, but I, I'm sure that there are other things I have seen going into a drink that that I have tried, experimented with from time to time that, you know, actually turned out to be somewhat decent. But yeah, seeing Mayo go into a, an eggnog would probably, it still freaks me out. We're just going to say that. <laughs> You know what? I'm not freaked out that it's an ingredient. I'm actually freaked out because, and I think I talked to you about this before, for some weird reason, just the idea of mayo as a substance grosses me out. <laughs> just the way it looks and the mouthfeel and how it's, no, I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can put it in, someone will have to put it in, in, in it and like whip it so I don't see it and then I'll be fine. <laughs> Like, I can drink it knowing it's in it. I just can't handle... I don't know. It's just one of those things that just... you. And yeah. you know, the thing is, I used to love mayonnaise. When I was a little kid, and then something happened, and I was just like, nah, nah I, I, I don't think I'll have this. Did you grow up on mayonnaise sandwiches? <laughs> Actually, once upon a time, I did do that before I switched to mus mustard sandwiches, which, don't laugh, mustard sandwiches back when I was a kid was the thing. Okay, I really imagine... I never had a mustard sandwich. Mustard and cheese sandwiches was my jam as a child. <laughs> I mean, because I used to do peanut butter sandwiches, like, once or twice. Like, sorry, there were a few times I did mayonnaise sandwiches because whatever, like, meat I had sometimes wasn't quite stretching the way I wanted to. I've never done a mustard sandwich, and I know just for fun a couple times in college because, you know, you drink a little bit, you do stupid things, you know. We should talk about people being this country of the sugar sandwich. <laughs> okay, maybe exactly. once or twice I try a sugar sandwich. <laughs> I ain't never doing that again. Well, but yeah. Well, this person who developed it, apparently it's supposed to be really good. Okay, so if you're listening, by the way, there is one place in America that you can try this particular eggnog that Big Daddy has been like um, really like freaking out about. Petrified. <laughs> Um, the person who developed it, by the way, Cody, apparently at one point they were a nominee for New York City's Best Bartender. And his famous and mixologist, he's been on Today Show. He's been on Good Morning America. He's been Good Day New York. So apparently he's know what he's talking about. So, yeah, you can find it in his gig. I'll put a link to where you can get it in our show notes if you are so brave. But I guess not only are they wanting you to hook up your eggnog with mayo. I didn't tell you this, but like the snickerdoodles too. Like eggnog snickerdoodles, I guess is the other thing they're, they're wanting to encourage people to do. I didn't bring that up because Big Daddy loves snickerdoodles. So. I, I, I do. And now just the concept of that. <laughs> I'm getting palpitations right now. I'm feeling Fred Sanford like. <laughs> so that that's not going to be something that I make for you for the holiday. Man, I'm, I'm I'm starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? If I did it, it's not like you would know. I mean, it's kind of like the time that I make the tofu burritos. You were fine with it as long as you didn't know that was the main ingredient. Oh, damn. Here we go. I knew she was going <laughs> to hold that over my head for the rest of my life. She got me to eat tofu and admit I like it. <laughs> it and then, great. of course, tells me later that it was tofu. And now I'm like... I can't, I can't regurgitate this back up. It was good. It was even the best thing you ate this week. Yes, it was the best thing I ate this week. 
previous week. But, so I tell yeah. you what, while you mole having the snickerdoodles with the mayo, let me just take an opportunity to say my week since I've been on the mic was actually pretty, pretty good. Trying to fight with the audio so that I can post our many episodes that we have been planning aside. Um, I love my new job, which is really, really great. I also am just super, super excited about, you know, the holidays coming up and talking with my family members. And yeah, this is just a good time of year. Between that, a good friend of ours, our sorority sister, who had her really big birthday. Shout out to you, MJ, and happy birthday, the big 5-0. Um, you know, my little bro, J- Jonathan, just had his birthday. Shout out to you, Big John, the big 3-8. <laughs> yeah, today is my cousin's birthday. Yes. Um, but outside of that, no, I've just I've felt really, really blessed that, you know, we've been able to finish as strong as we have been. It's been a kind of crazy year. I think everyone can say that. So the idea that we were able to just pull off a successful Thanksgiving and things like that. Very, very thrilled about that. Hey, before we um, let things go, do you mind if I share something really cool that I just found out? Okay. Okay, so here's the thing. So we know that the Gourmet Goober podcast has been out for a while. And we know that the at the end of the year, we're getting all of these like Spotify rap things and like, this is what you listen to. And this is the type of music that you are rolling to and things like that. And have you noticed as well, just a side note that everyone has a rap one. So like I got one to like YouTube, which is kind of depressing because apparently I have been listening a lot to the same type of music over and over again. We won't talk about that. <laughs> we got the feedback from Spotify and I learned some really cool things that I wanted to share with the audience as kind of like my way of saying thank you. So first of all, one thing that I was really surprised to hear is in terms of podcasts in our category, which is sort of hard to define this um, because depending on like what platform we are, like some have set us as comedy, some of us as food and food and culture, because we do talk about food and culture. And some puts us in the art section, which is sort of weird. I don't see us as very arty at all. I mean, we definitely live up to our a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet. <laughs> but according to Spotify, we've created 1,500 minutes, 506 minutes of new content, which is more than 97% of other creators in our category. Really? Yeah, so we killed it this year. <laughs> Along with that... We are heard in 11 countries, which I think is pretty cool that um, that has happened. Our number one locations that we are being heard. Of course, we're heard in the United States, which we want to say thank you to all of you guys for that. But outside of the United States, our biggest set of listeners that we have have been in 
the Netherlands, the United Kingdom. We have lots of fans in Japan. Woohoo! And Canada. So we want to say thank you guys for that. Not only that, but the really weird thing about it is outside of that, we have quite a few listeners that follow our podcast. So they don't just pick up an ep- pick up an, a random episode. They're like followers so that they listen over and over again on Spotify. So what percent of our listeners do you think follow our podcast? If you were to choose a number like 15%, 30%, or 45%? I would say a nice round number like 30%. Actually, 45% of our listeners follow the podcast. Okay. So that is almost half of our listeners say listen to us. And just to kind of give you an idea, we are in the top 10% of most followed podcasts on Spotify. Yay, right? Huge. (laughs) Yes. So we wanted to say thank you. That is actually really, really cool. We're in the top 10%. So that means that that kind of puts us in some rarefied air, like, you know, you have like, I, I I think Joe Rogan's podcast is on Spotify. You know, obviously Megan Markle's podcast is on Spotify. You know, big people who have like these incredible recording studios and contracts and things like that. We don't have that. Yeah, we're just recording this from our dining room table. <laughs> you hear the train sometimes. You hear a dog. <laughs> You hear us, like, like last episode, Big Daddy forgetting how to act on Mike and actually eating some chips. Those are good chips. We're wretched like that. <laughs> that said, they also find that the majority of our podcast listeners are known as adventurers. So they venture out in the unknown looking for fresher podcasts and gems like to be found. So... Again, top 10% of all podcasts listened to and followed on Spotify. That is actually pretty awesome. With We had a, a huge year this year. So over 96% of our listeners discovered us this year. So that means after three years, they're not only listening to us, but they're going back and listening to older episodes and things like that. So that is pretty amazing. Yeah, I just want to make sure you're not mocking us. <laughs> you know what? I got to say, though, I mean, when you consider we started recording this, like, our phones and just the crazy things that we've had to do just to put out content. Like, remember that one time they were working on a roof and we recorded in, like, a parked car? <laughs> in our driveway once. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't in our driveway. We wanted to go into, like... Well, yeah, we started off like... In the driveway, and it was too loud, and so we left to this park that was nearby us. Yes. It was the one by the Starbucks in Portage. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. So, to all of our new listeners who've been very patient with us, um, we want to say thank you. We want to just say thank you for joining us through this journey, and we're really appreciative. So I just wanted to get that out there. That was a pleasant surprise for us. And 
we've been scored a five by our listeners on the podcast as well. So that is actually cool as well. So they listen and they like us. They like us. They really like us. One more thing. Apparently, we were on the arts chart this year. So the we, arts chart? Yeah. So they chart all their podcasts. We peaked at number 14. We are actually, no, we were peaked at number 23 and we were on the chart for 14 days. So for two weeks, we were on the top 25 list of people in our category. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> Did not know that was a thing, but. Yes, yeah. see? Not bad. <laughs> so anyway, why don't we take a break? I think this is a good time to do that on a good note. Hopefully you're over the trauma of the sneaker doodles and the. Nope. <laughs> that is not, that is still a thing. But when we return, we are dropping the Gourmet Goober holiday guide with three choices for the select foodie out there. That, <laughs> the gift ideas that definitely cross the intersection of food and pop culture. So you're listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast. We will be right back. Hey guys, this is JJ Outlaw. And T Outlaw. And we're the co-hosts with the Gourmet Goober podcast with a very important question. Are you a little gourmet or a lot of wretched? <laughs> or maybe you consider yourself gumbo worthy. Hey, if the answer is yes to any of those questions, then you need to tell the world with your very own Goober swag. From mugs and aprons to t-shirts and sweatshirts, it's the perfect way to show your love for the Gourmet Goober podcast and, you know, help us keep the lights on in the process. <laughs> so if you are a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet, head on over to gooberswag.com, that's gooberswag.com, and get your very own Goober gear today. Tell them Big Daddy sent you. That's right. Tell them. Hey, everyone. This is JJ Outlaw. And T Outlaw. And we are back with the second segment of the Gourmet Gooper podcast. This is the segment that we affectionately call What's Eating Us, where we share, you know, the stories, the things that really caught us attention, that basically cross the intersection between food and pop culture. And I'm saying a lot, so I apologize. I'll try to take them all out and post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this segment, because we're releasing this in December, we decided to go all out and do our first Gourmet Goober holiday guide. <laughs> so this is kind of like Oprah's favorite things. Yeah, except we don't have the Oprah money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have the Gale money, the Stabby money, the Dr. Ott, well... We sure don't have Dr. Oz money. Okay, we don't mention him because he's quite the cray-cray. <laughs> mm-hmm. With his crudité plate. Dude, I'm with you. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fruit and veggie dish. <laughs> so anyway, we have three stories that cross the intersection of food and pop culture that we decided that for the first time, we're going to share our choices for... Gifts that you can give the foodie in your life. But like Big Daddy said, we don't have the Oprah money, so it's not going to be a grand gift. 
It's just something that, quite frankly, well, I don't know. One is actually pretty damn amazing. Really? If you if you're in that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll go over that in a moment. Also, can I just take a moment? I'm 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 gonna apologize to the audience in advance because I'm kind of quite giggly, if you will. Quite giggly. Quite giggly. Okay, can't <laughs> wait for this. No, no, no! I told you about this because I'm like in a huge, like happy mood because okay. Our show, for those of you who have followed our show, which, by the way, again, from the last segment, I still can't wrap my brain around the fact that we have actually charted our little show. <laughs> That's, the, little, yeah, the little podcast that could. Yeah, really. Oh, my God. We're so excited about that. But anyway, so as you know, our little show, as we're looking to expand, we've had some really great interviews over the years, like we've interviewed Ariel from the um, Food Truck Scholar podcast, which, by the way, side note, shout out to my girl. She got her PhD. She got her dissertation approved. So now she's Dr. Ariel. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ooh. We got a chance to interview the filmmakers behind the Bob's Burgers movie, which was amazing, as well as the founder of So Foodie. And I, I, I can't say who it is because I'm still working out the details, but I'm like super psyched because I got an email for like a really huge interview, like a big, big interview, like so big. I almost like, you, have you heard her show? <laughs> Gourmet and Ratchet. Maybe you didn't see the Ratchet part. <laughs> No, no, I don't think they did, but we'll take it anyway. Oh, yeah, we are going to take this. We totally manifested this. So all I can say is coming soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. I want everyone just to take a moment and send us good vibes. We are going to land a huge interview, like probably the biggest yet. (laughs) And hopefully it will send us good food. Well, yeah, well, what he's launching, I really hope so. He I, or she. I, yes, that's right. He or she. <laughs> but I was reading up on everything they sent me, and I was just like, well, damn, I, I'll volunteer for this. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the holiday guide. So let's see. Which one should we talk? You know what? You know what? Let's, let's start small, and we'll build up. Okay. <laughs> so the first holiday guide choice was actually a gadget that you probably had no idea that you needed until it came out. So let's just take a step back in time, first of all. And we talked about on the show before the popularity. In fact, we remember we actually did a behind like a look as to who is the one behind like the fiery Cheetos. Yes. And fiery. remember, like no one knows who actually came up with the flaming hot Cheetos phenomenon. And it was a really great story. And we covered it on a previous podcast. So the flaming hot Cheetos has become a really popular phenomenon. And we were just talking about the, the other day, because they opened up a restaurant not far from us 
that has like hot wings and everything dusted in flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, they literally put that ish on everything. <laughs> Seriously. So Big Daddy and I were just like, oh my God, we, this is just hilarious how huge it is. So what if, dear listeners, you wanted to recreate the Flaming Hot Cheetos phenomenon, maybe make some Flaming Hot, you know, mozzarella sticks, cover it with Cheeto dust. Maybe you like Cheetos dust, so you want to do other things with it. Look, your kink is your own. We're not going to judge you. Right. <laughs> right. But what does one obtain the Cheeto dust? Well, two thoughts to that. One, did you know that there's a word for the Cheeto dust? No, I do not. Yes. Yes. There is actually an official word for Cheeto dust. It's called Cheeto. Cheeto. And, oh my God, I love this. I love this. I love this. The origin of the word Cheeto actually comes from one of my favorite old shows that used to be on HBO back in the day called Not Necessarily the News. They used to have this comedian on by the name of Rich Hall, and he would have this segment called Sniglets. Sniglets are words that should be in the dictionary, but is it? Uh, okay. So, for example, the word spork, believe it or not, was originally a sniglet. Spork was just a random thing they just made up with like a fork and a spoon, right? Uh, but they didn't have a name for it. Okay. The name spork was a sniglet. <laughs> and someone said in Cheetle, and years later, it stuck. So, Rich Hall, if you're listening, I'm a huge fan. Years ago, I wanted to be that person to mail in this neglect because I was a little nerdy kid watching Not Necessarily the News. So I'm happy to know that your invention has lasted all these decades later. Yeah, it's been underground, but yeah, it apparently, yes, it is quite vibrant. And now I'm thinking, how come Don Cheeto didn't like come up with Cheeto? You know what? You would think that. Yes. I think that Cheetos are missing their opportunity to have Don Cheeto advertise this product. True. Don, if you're listening, give me an idea, man. Yeah, Free go get you. that money. <laughs> Cut that check. So, again, two things. One, Cheeto, it's an actual word. means Cheeto stats. But two, there is now a product that is called the Cheeto Duster. <laughs> the Cheeto Duster. The Cheeto Duster. So, it's guaranteed to turn any Cheetos into dust. So that you can do with the Cheeto whatever you'd like to do. You know, cover your wings with it. Cover your partner with it. You Take know, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> put it on your face and go to a game so you have like an edible game day disguise or whatever. Can't wait for that to freeze up. <laughs> whatever you decide to do with your Cheeto, we're not judging. But now we know there's something you can make with it. Once you can put it... Cheetos on like your ice cream. You probably can. And now that's going to be. Yeah. You know what? It may not be so bad on like vanilla ice cream. Just saying. Huh. <laughs> so right now you can go to Amazon and to use the gadget. It's actually it looks like a little miniature blender. It's hilarious. So you unscrew the jar into the base. You load the jar with your Cheeto snack of your choice. You press a button to start the blending process. And voila. Voila. <laughs> Lots of Cheeto. <laughs> so my contention is why exactly 
can't you just go to the dollar store and get a mini blender, bring it home, and then like, I don't know, slap a logo <laughs> that has the Chio's name on it. Shh. Oh, wait, man. Am I the, thinking of too far ahead now? Don't be taking our, our hustle. <laughs> it sounds out. That's like what I've been planning to do. Oh, okay. Never mind. Retract my uh, my previous <laughs> statement. You know I'm a graphic designer as well. I can design that really easily. <laughs> 3D printer, yo. <laughs> Away the game. <laughs> game is to be told, not That's sold. Sold exactly, except by us. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering what to legit do with the Cheetle, they even provide a very helpful website, a landing page. So, amongst their ideas are Cheetos Flaming Hot Hot Dogs, Cheetos Euros, which I admit sounds utterly disgusting, hmm. Cheetos Poutine. Cheetos mozzarella sticks, Cheetos potato laka, and then shockingly enough, Cheetos flaming hot microwave ramen noodles. Ramen noodles. There's a lot to pack in that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> There's also the Cheetos flaming hot rice bowl, the Cheetos crusted fried pickles in creamy ranch, which honestly, I may try that one. And the Cheetos Quesadilla Tacos, which looks a lot like the quesadillas that you make, actually. Don't just, you know, demark my, you know, <laughs> my creations by saying I put Flamin' Hot Cheeto dust in my, no. No, 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 but you could put it in your Cheetos. Your quesadillas. No one bothers the sanctity (laughs) of my quesadillas. Okay. They do have something that I do want to try to make, though. It is a Cheetos Flamin' Hot Donut. The the what? (laughs) It is the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Donut. Walnut. (laughs) Actually, this seems really good and very simple. So you get a bag of plain donuts, like plain cake donuts, your bag of Cheetos Flaming Hot. You make a vanilla glaze, which corn syrup, butter, milk of water, vanilla extract, confectioner sugar. There's a chocolate glaze you can put on as well. And you grind your Flaming Hot Cheetos into dust, put in the small bowl, glaze the donut, sprinkle the dust on, and voila. You know what? I you know what? Not only do I want to try this, I'm going to make it and we're going to try it on the show. If I did it, would you try it? Yes, but first I would like to do a <laughs> a short like you know because they're not paying. I like to do a short promo for Pepto Bismol <laughs> because I will be using it afterwards. <laughs> Hopefully, if. The big fancy person who wants to be on the show is listening. This is not always our content. Yes, it is. <laughs> Shh. You have to know that. <laughs> he will. Or she will. Or she will. Exactly. <laughs> or they will. So, what say you? The Cheeto Duster. Is that something that you see a lot of value? Because I, I have to say, I am pretty much... I wasn't convinced 
already. And of course, you could just do what we always do back in the day. If you want to make like breadcrumbs and something, just use a mallet and a Ziploc box. But if you were so inclined. <laughs> so your question is, would I buy it for myself? Yes. Is, is this something that would be a holiday guide for, you know, who would. OK, maybe I should ask a better question. Who should we get this for? Like. I have family members that I would love to slap upside the head with some Cheetos <laughs> dust. So I have I have a list <laughs> just to make them all nice and orange and cheesy. Because really, if you know them, they are orange and cheesy. You know what? I'll go with you. <laughs> oh, you have a list too. Uh, you know I do. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Well, you know what? If the Cheeto Duster is not your thing, and just so you know as well, if you wanted to hit up the Cheeto Duster and find out more about it, they actually have a landing page. We'll put a link to it in their notes on our podcast. And if you happen to meet Rich Little or you run into him, or no, not Rich Little, Rich, Rich Hall. Hall. Rich Little is no longer with us. But Rich Hall, say thank you for the Cheeto Dust, man. Thank you for the Cheeto. <laughs> and bring back the Sniglet, because I think that next to the word hoopty, I think Sniglets is a word that we should all bring in, because it's a brilliant idea. We all know a word that should be in the dictionary, but not. He yeah. showed us the way. That is true. <laughs> so while you mull on that as a gift, let's talk about maybe the next gift, which I personally think, as a lover of ranch, it's a tradition that we really need. We just put up the holiday tree, which you woke up to it being on top of you because you fell asleep on the couch. And Damn the cat flipped it on me. <laughs> Poor Braxton was like, look, I had nothing to do with this. Not at all. <laughs> so say, for instance, you're like me and you happen to really love ranch. We've talked about it on the show. I, I think we even had a podcast where we talked about how ma ranch magically appears in the Midwest when you're at a restaurant. And you're just thinking about it? Scary, isn't it? <laughs> but what if you don't have enough ranch in your life and you want to be reminded of it always, even during the holiday season? Well, I have something that is a perfect gift for your family. Okay. And it's good for those parents out there who want to have a snitch for their kids. But you can't stand that bossy elf on the self. I present to you Ranch on a Branch. Ranch on a Branch. Yes. Ranch on a branch. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> now, for those of out there with kids, you know that Elf on the Shelf has been in the holiday tradition for about 20 years. So basically, because we don't have kids, but I know how it works. Basically, what happens is you get this little shelf. My gosh, what are y'all doing over there? Yes, we recorded home. Sorry. Yes, one, during garbage and two, um, <laughs> the cat's trying for a uh, takedown of tree number two. It's, yeah, it's life. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So anyway, how Elf on the Shelf works is you get this like elf little elf shelf. that's you hide around your house and then you lie to your kids and say this, this little toy is sentient. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, it may be real. In case kids are watching, yes, it is real. And it's a snitch. So if you do anything wrong, 
it'll tell on you to your parents and to Santa. <laughs> if you do too many things, I guess, I don't know. Does, does the elf, like, give you coal or something? Is that how it works? I think so. I, <laughs> that wasn't allowed in my house because, you know, inanimate objects would get, like, tossed around. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have worked out very well in my house either. <laughs> yeah, but like have a random dog get beat down the front lawn. So anyway, this year, Hidden Valley Ranch decided to get on the joy and merriment of their own version and developed something called Ranch on a Branch, featuring a mascot that's named, of course, Ranchy. Ranchy? Ranchy. So <clears throat> Ranchy looks like a little bottle with arms and legs and a smile. He's actually kind of cute. Okay, now I'm creeped out. <laughs> and the main objective, according to them, of Ranch on a Branch is to remind everyone to spread joy this holiday season and every day. And it's perfect for the ranch-loving family in your life. The good thing is, Ranch, Ranchy is no snitch. So ranch is, Ranchy is not here to tattletale on your kids if they misbehave. Because Ranchy is smart enough to know the snitches get stitches. True. <laughs> No, wrench, wrench on a branch. It's a wrench dressing bottle shaped plushie that is sold on their website. It actually comes with a storybook that tells the story of Ranchy's quest to become a real bottle of Hidden Valley Ranch. So for every one of these that are sold, they're actually donating up to $30,000 to Feeding America, which will provide over 300 meals to people in need the season and beyond. Which I think is really awesome. And like Elf on the Shelf, Ranchy can be placed because of how its arms and everything are posable. He can hang off on a variety of things. So, again, he's just here to spill love and joy and ranch dressing. Which, as we all know, isn't that what ranch is really about? Just love and joy and, you know, get stuff on your french fries and pizza. I'm going to defer to you on this. <laughs> I admit I was not a branch person until I married you. But, yeah, it's a decent uh, salad condiment. And, yes, it does go good. With, you know, it's a good dip for other things. So, Ranch on the Branch is being sold on the Hidden Valley's website, which we'll also do a link to as well. The storybook looks adorable, but... Just in case that you can't get a ranch on a branch, because again, they're sold on a limited time offer. No worries, because there are also other holiday things you can take advantage of. So along with the ranch on a branch collectible box set, which sells for $30, there is a ranch on a branch holiday blankie. There is a ranch on a branch lounge set for $45. You can actually get your own custom Oh my God, this is actually cool. You can get your own Hidden Valley Ranch custom holiday barlow with your name on it for 30 bucks. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> you can get an upgraded Ranch on the Branch lounge set for $60. So again, no matter what, you can get your salad dressing on and share your love of all things ranch dressing. I have people that I would give this to, but then I would have to ask myself, do I really like them? <laughs> you know what I have to say? I'm kind of tempted to get the ranch and the plants 
blanket if it wasn't $65. Because it looks kind of cute. <laughs> it is cute. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that the storybook for Ranch, and, for Ranch on a Branch, if you open it up, it actually looks like a refrigerator. How adorable is that? Okay, I admit that is kind of different. It comes in a box that looks like a refrigerator. <laughs> so it has like little shelves on it and a little fruit. So yeah, ranch on a branch. Okay, I'll give that. It is colorful. <laughs> so the last holiday gift idea is for those of you who are the fast food junkies that are in your life. And we all know those individuals who, you know, basically like, sadly, like our last former president, could eat it literally morning, noon, and night. Which is a good thing, because this actually gives you a lifetime supply of this product. A lifetime supply. Yes. So... You're not going to live that lifetime if you partake <laughs> of this every day. So, first of all, you may have heard of something that's called the McDonald's McGold card. It's a secret card that only certain individuals have access to. Like the secret society. Yes. It's like the Illuminati for chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Sorry. Chicken McNuggets and Illuminati. So, whoever holds the card and this is true, gets unlimited lifetime supply of, like, McDonald's. It's like Thor's hammer. Yes, it's literally like Thor's hammer. So you can show up at any McDonald's around the world and just flash it. And they have to, like, produce the unlimited McDonald's. Like, your meal is free. So apparently you can't buy one just to kind of give you an idea of how exclusive it is. Basically, the gold cards are handed out at the whims of the franchise owners. And there's only two ways to get a gold card, either nepotism or good deeds, basically. Or just being a celebrity. So, for example, just to give you an idea who has it, Rob Lowe has a gold card. Remember Charles Ramsey? And if you don't know... Oh, wait a minute. Charles Ramsey... Okay, first of all, he's not the police chief, right? No. Okay, is he the guy... Wait a minute, because I feel like this is like my Jeopardy. Uh, was he the guy who helped the one girl get away from the serial killer dude? Yes, Amanda Berry, the one who was kidnapped yes. and held prisoner. He has a McDonald McGold card. Rob Lowe revealed that he had a McDonald's McGold card because... He got it from a friendly friend who happened to be the inventor of the McDonald's Egg McMuffin. Really? Yes. So apparently he knows the person who created the McNuffin. I can't say McNuffin. McNuffin. <laughs> Looking for nothing in all, all the walls. Is that like the McLovin? Yes. <laughs> so McStuffin. The McMuffin. He, the Egg McMuffin, he knows who created it. And so uh, this person was one of the original McDonald's franchi- franchisees. Warren Buffett, like I said, has one. Charles Ramsey has one. 
um, he earned his um, enough. The reason why he got his was apparently when he rescued the woman and her child from the kidnapper. He was in the process of eating McDonald's when he noticed her. So because McDonald's heard that, they decided to pay it for it with a McGold card. Which is cool for them. I don't know how Charles Ramsey feels about that now. Well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look, you're always guaranteed at least one dinner. But here's the thing. The McGold card actually don't work at any, um, every location. So the metal only works at certain locations. So Rob Lowe, for example, only works at six locations in California. William Buffett, who also famously has a McGold card, which, by the way, just a side note, seriously, man, you could like buy all the McDonald's. Why, why do you get guaranteed like free McDonald's for life? Yeah, Warren Buffett literally could buy a McDonald's, a Starbucks. Yeah, you could like create your own, dude. But his only works in Omaha, Nebraska. So you can't just flash it everywhere. So it's only a particular participating restaurant. Yeah, so you just can't go to France and go, oh, I would like the L'Oreal Isle with cheese. They'll look at you weird, like, and what is this? You want to bet? <laughs> bet you you did walk up in there and be like, you see this? I, I'm, I'm one buck. You see this card? Give Seriously, me my buckets. Warren, if you're listening, just pay for it, okay? Seriously. So we know that it exists. And now McDonald's is actually giving you a chance to be amongst the rare five celebrities out there and get your own McDonald's McHold card. So they are actually doing something that's called the season of sharing. And how it works is when you make a purchase on the McDonald's app beginning December 5th and ending on December 25th, it actually increases your chances of winning a McHold card. And once you get it, you'll have the opportunity to wield it like a pro. But there are some caveats, okay? Okay. <laughs> so apparently, like I said, it's not going to work everywhere. So that's that's the thing. Yeah, don't see it working in Northwest Indiana. Well, no, no. I think you can get it from Northwest Indiana. But the 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 thing is, I think there's like a limitation to the amount of food that you're able to get. So in other words, I won't be able just to come. It's like, you know, like in Halloween when you would go and you, um, you hear those kids that dress up for Halloween and they have like one outfit and then they come back and they have like another outfit on. I think request some candy. <laughs> yeah, just can't show up the next, like, you know, hour later with a mustache. Yeah, in the car and go, I would like some more food. <laughs> so, just like that, I, I think the way it works is you can only get, yes. So, the McGold card has an annual value of only $1,040 per year. Because, yes, it does guarantee you free mcdonald's for life but they actually figured it out 
that it works out to a $10 McDonald's meal twice a week. At the current inflation rate. <laughs> that will guarantee you a Some Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> In Chicago. Right. It'll guarantee you a Big Mac and maybe a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like on the low end of what you think you're about to get. You know, that, I'm, that guarantees like one person, one basic meal. Right also, now. there is a value of $1,040 per year for up to 50 years. So if you go beyond those 50 years, I'm sorry, you do not get guaranteed free McDonald's after that. I would like to say for the record, actually not off the record, <laughs> you may not see the 50 years if you continue on this track. But I guess I've been eating McDonald's for literally 40 some odd yeah, Here. but you don't eat McDonald's twice a week. Every week. No. For 52 weeks. I have not had McDonald's in two weeks. Three weeks. So, uh, yeah. It, it would go kind of weird. Here's the cool thing, though. Winners will also get $22,285 on top of the gold card to help offset taxes on the prizes. Okay, that's helpful. I think that is actually pretty brilliant because here's the thing. We all know that when you like watch these things, like, for example, if you see like the makeover shows where they like redo your house, like it's remakeover. What they never tell people is you have to pay taxes on the upgrade, right? So that raises your property tax. And a lot of times when people win these extravagant gifts, they're priced out of keeping them. Yeah, kind of like the Price is Right gifts. Exactly. <laughs> Which actually happened to a friend of ours that we went to college with. He went to college with his... It was a friend of ours who played on the volley cards. Yeah, it was a volley... Yeah, the men's volleyball team. The men's volleyball team. And he got called off... Phil got called up during the Price is Right. And he took place... He took part in the Price is Right gifts things. Or, no, he was in the Showcase Showdown, right? No, I don't think so. No, he didn't make it to the Showcase Showdown, but he did get called up on stage with Bob Barker. And here's the thing. He would have had to pay taxes on the gifts that he got, like the prices he won. But then what made it worse is he wasn't even able to keep them because, remember, he was officially there as part of the team. And NCAA rules says that you can't keep them. That is correct. But even if he kept them, he couldn't have paid the taxes on it. Right. (laughs) So McDonald's at least thought enough about the winners that they are going to actually give you money in order to cover that as an expense. Yeah, pretty much. When you mentioned this to me earlier, I said, you know, this would be a nice, really nice thing to, you know, if I was able to obtain this, that I might try it once, but... At that point, I would most likely give it to a charity or a homeless shelter. And you know what? I really love that idea because of the fact that, especially not only homeless shelters, but like I used to work, as you know, our listeners know, for a domestic violence organization based out of Chicago. And a lot of things that we gave to the women who are looking, men and women, because men can be affected by domestic violence as well. And not just men and women, we've had non-binary victims and other people that we worked with as well. But 
the one thing that was constant is we always gave them gift cards to leave with. Okay. And a lot of times they were food gift cards because of the fact that, you know, sometimes they'll leave with nothing and they just have cash on them. There's a lot of restaurants. Well, at least before the pandemic that didn't accept cash. We had talked about that moving towards a cashless thing. But if you're unbanked or in the case of I've met more than a few victims that couldn't use their credit cards because of the fact that their partners were following them, was tracking it. So that's a way of being found. If you want to escape a domestic violence situation, they'll do that. So having like something like this card or just any food gift card would be helpful because it gives them the opportunity to go in and then safely be able to get food for themselves and their dependents. That's fair. So this would actually be a perfect thing to do. To do. I've also decided that if, you know, there's another way to get this uh, gold card or whatnot. Right. You could just find whoever may have <laughs> one of these uh, gold cards and you may explain to them <laughs> that you may want one of these cards. And then you may get <laughs> one of these cards from them okay. by persuasion. Two things. One, you are not allowed to see Mr. Robinson's neighborhood ever again before we talk about the podcast. We do the podcast. And two, the Gourmet Cooper does not <laughs> advise or recommend anyone obtain the McGold card by this method. Strong arm is a little, <laughs> little heavy. Now, here's the thing. They are giving out a gold card, not only to the winners, but McDonald's is actually giving individuals the opportunity to give three other gold cards to their friends and family. So they're given a total of 12 gold, 12 cards in all in this event. So there'll be three winners and then each winner have the opportunity to give it to their friends and family as well. Okay. And like I said, you have free meals twice a week for life or 50 years, whatever comes first, obviously. And yeah, so it's kind of a way to spread holiday cheer, not only to you, but, you know, to some of your buds to make sure they get some grub. So if they do decide to bring back the McRib, rest in peace, <laughs> then... They too can enjoy a McRib twice a week for 50 years. Hold on, I'm gonna need a minute on that McRib thing. I'm sorry. All right, all right, I'm 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 back. So just curious, who would you actually give the three gold cards to? Like I would give one to my brother Ben because he's like on the road, you know, with driving a truck. So that would be useful. My parents are not actually all that big on McDonald's. So I don't know if I would necessarily give it to them. No, no, your mother would be the person that would be like, you would give them like, here's the gift of a gold card. And she would be like, no, no. (laughs) Why are you trying to kill me? I would actually give one to my sister as well, because, you know, she works really late in her job. So it would be something helpful that she, she can just grab a McMuffin. See, I said it right. McMuffin. Very good. <laughs> On the way back. Yeah, I can see that with your family. My family's too bougie for this. <laughs> they probably have their own go-karts somewhere else, but 
Um, no, I, I, you know, this may be the one thing, like McDonald's. Whew. I mean, I guess I, I have some like little cousins that, you know, I might share this with that, you know, you know, they do, th they do dirt in the streets and they look like they, they look like they need these cards. So yeah, I will probably give it to my, uh, my younger cousins. Incidentally, I was also curious because I I didn't realize, okay, maybe I'm like one of the few people who hadn't heard about the McCool card. I thought that was kind of a myth. So I think it's funny that they exist. So I was curious as to what other chains have one. And believe it or not, Burger King also has a gold card that's available. They call it their gold crown card. Okay. So the gold crown card enables you, again, to get free food forever. They've only been in existence since 2006. Again, you have to be famous to get one. But just in case you're wondering who has the Burger King crown card, George Lucas has one. The Star Wars? Yes. Impresario? Yeah. Because of the fact that Burger King partnered with the Star Wars films for such a long time. Okay. So that totally makes sense. Robert Downey Jr. actually has a gold crown card because he credits Burger King with helping him beat drug addiction. But here's the crazy thing. Actor Hugh Lowry, so you may know him from a bit of frying Hugh, a bit of frying Lowry if you're like me and have BritBox and been binging. It's actually a comedy show that he used to be on. Americans may know him from House. Okay. He's also the baddie and the night manager. <laughs> moment. Yeah, I need a moment. I've been watching that. and. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but here's the thing about Hugh. Hugh actually was on a show, or he did an interview, right? Where he lied about having one. And he was busted by Burger King. Who got him his own gold card. Okay, so originally he didn't have one. And he lied about having one. And Burger King's like, ha ha, no you don't, but here you go. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty awesome. The moral to the story <laughs> is, if you can lie about balling, <laughs> some way you can luck your way into, you know, the balling status of having a gold, I'm sorry, a, what, a crown card? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so it's a gold crown card. Oh, and Jay Leno apparently has one, too. And in an interview, he said when he flashes his card, the employee's taking his order. It's like, whoa, where did you get this? He said the employee couldn't have cared less if he was then the host of The Night Show or driving a Porsche. So, Jay has one, apparently. Good for him. <laughs> but I bet you his uh, his band uh, back then. You know, oh, the yeah. Show, his, uh, his band leader, oh, that's Kevin right. Eubanks, does not have one. Because he's a vegetarian. That's right. <laughs> Wasn't there famously like a food-related bet where he had to like eat meat or something? Okay, there was a running joke. I forgot it was. I think it was an NBA Finals bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Between the Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers, of which Kevin Eubanks was a big fan. And apparently, I forgot which year 
it had to be the early 2000s where Kevin lost a bet and he had to eat a corn dog Ooh. on TV presented to him by current Laker. I'm sorry, not at this moment current, but at that moment, a Laker presented to him by Laker Rick Fox. <laughs> okay, that is like bizarre of fun bizarre. All right, not only am I going to give you guys a link to, you know, the McDonald's information. So if you want to try to snag one yourself, I'm definitely do. And remember, you can actually get one for yourself and for three of your family members. If you don't have someone, I do want to maybe suggest maybe sharing one with like a local domestic violence shelter location. They would totally love it. It would go a long way. Just hint insane if you feel generous. Or a local church or charity. <laughs> yes, that as well. But yeah, you can find all the links to our very special holiday guide and some of the weird gifts you can get <laughs> on our show notes as well as on the gourmetgoober.com. I wonder, do we get to tell them, like, uh, what other places should have goal cards? You know, that is a good question. Like, is there, are there any places that you could just imagine eating unlimited? My problem is, my choices would be, like, bougie as hell. Like, if there's, like, a card that I could get, like, unlimited croquemuses from Tony's Patisserie in Chicago, I would totally sign up for that. <laughs> But they are too refined <laughs> for you to get said gifts. Okay, our French accents are really bad. And we do have a lot of French listeners. So we're just kidding. We love you. We do. <laughs> what else? Shay, shay, wee, wee. Stop. That was me. I don't know. Okay, wait a minute. I knew I, I, I had thought about this for a second. But uh, so you could get one from five guys. Oh, now the, that would be the bomb. That would be cool. Matter of fact, they should call it like the sixth dude card. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would be mine because, you know, you got to get all them fries. You got to get, you know, a whole bunch of nice little burgers. You know, they, they got to keep that because I would just explode on that. They're going to have to raise the price up, though, because limited to $10 per meal like they do with the McDonald's. Yeah, that that might get you like two milkshakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cuz you could just eat for yourself and have a small burger and fry and you're going to pay more than 10. Right. Easily. Okay. The other one I had like once again burger. Okay. This one like break the bank cuz they sure would have to raise up the limit on this. Like, okay, so what if Shake Shack came out with a card? Uh and they called it like the Shake Shack and Shimmering card. <laughs> you put in a lot of thought to this. Just these two cards. <laughs> I like it. I like the way you're going. That's you, right. You know the one thing that you could get a lot of food for the ten dollars, but then you probably should eat like a lifetime supply of it is like white cats. Oh dear. Good Google Mooga. They can call it the Golden Wind Car. They... <laughs> oh my god! I, you know what? I, I'm not even going to finish that joke. <laughs> I'm now disgusted. <laughs> but I like the idea. <laughs> Come on, you know that you can get like a lot of, lot of food for ten dollars. You could, and trust me, I've tried. <laughs> 
I like that. Now, whether or not you want to eat it in one sitting, unless you're looking to levitate, because... No, you you can do it late at night. White Castle has a particular effect on people that... Look, we're trying to get this fancy person on our show, so maybe we should not continue down this way. Okay, so basically, (laughs) I'm I'm just going to lose it right now if I call it the 2D card. (laughs) The 2D card! (laughs) Dear White Castle, we are not saying that at all. We love your product, even though it does not always agree with us. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, White Castle, I know I've talked about this a long time ago. I've even written to you about this, but... Are you ever going to bring back mini corn dogs? Oh, my God. This is I not the time. I still not let go of this in, like, 25 years. He is hurt. Man, I love them little mini corn dogs at White Castle. <laughs> well, while we take a moment to say a fond farewell to those food dishes that we've lost, the McRib, the corn, mini corn dogs, why don't we just take a break, a break to warn those losses and then we'll come back and we will finish strong with the best thing we ate this week. Wait a minute. What about the Taco Bell, you know, like, you know, rock the bells going to hell card? Okay. I need to stop you for your own good. Yeah, you do. Although we we could have like LL Cool J like be the spokesperson. Of that. Exactly. Because Rock to Bell's radio, cross-promotion. See, we're helping y'all out. We're helpers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're listening to the Courtney Goober podcast. We will be right back, y'all. Hey guys, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share this great new recipe journal from author Gaby Loreno. It's a progressive cooking journal designed for short and simple recipes at the beginning before advancing with spaces for longer recipes as you go. It's colorful, fun, fits easily in the kitchen drawer, and it's perfect for any home cook. Best of all, it has over 100 pages for your most beloved culinary delights. Be sure to get your copy today at Amazon.com. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw. And T Outlaw. And we are back with the best thing we ate this week, the last segment of the Gourmet Goober podcast. That's when we share with you our favorite dishes, whether it comes from our favorite diner, a new place that we discovered that's a hole in the wall, franchise, restaurants, you name it, even our own kitchen. <laughs> if it's good grub, we are telling you. How about that? <laughs> and as always, we invite our listeners to share with us what's the best thing they have this week. So if you have something that you really love, just email us at thegourmetgooper at gmail.com. That's the gourmetgoober at gmail.com, and we may read your letter on a future show. So, as always, we start this segment. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I know I'm giggling a lot, but our dog just fell asleep by our feet. So, I'm hoping that he doesn't start snoring in the middle of this. <laughs> so, if you hear snoring, that's not either of us. That's our dog that, you know, if you follow us on social media, you'll see that 
he does nothing, but he snores like he has a full-time job. <laughs> so, Big Daddy, as always, we start this segment with you. So, what would you say is the best thing you had this week? The best thing I had this week was actually, it was a, I'm a big fan of burgers. And for some reason, the goober decided on a Saturday to pick up brunch. And of course, me being me, the person who will never eat food after 1030 a.m. I'm sorry, breakfast after 1030 a.m. I decided to pick up lunch. So oddly enough, the gourmet goober actually picked up uh, food from a place that is literally called Brothers Breakfast and Lunch. So, me being me, I ordered a burger called the Barbecue Bacon Burger. And I gotta say, this half-pound gym was actually worth the time it took to get here. I gotta say, it actually had a half-flavorful little, uh, little kick there. It was well done. It was well seasoned. It had a, lot, a nice allotment of cheese, spices. How was uh, the barbecue sauce? The barbecue sauce... I got to admit, it was subdued, but at the same time, it actually blended in well with the rest of the bun, the condiments, and the burger. Ooh, subdued. Yes. <laughs> Fancy. Thank you. <laughs> but nonetheless, I got to say that it actually came pretty warm. It had a nice uh, little side hook of, uh, I want to say, steak fries. And I gotta say, it was actually the best thing I ate this week from out of Brothers Barbecue, sorry, Brothers <laughs> Breakfast and Lunch in Maryville, Indiana. I'm laughing because we were talking off mic about how difficult that was to say. Yes. It's like quite the tongue twister. There's a lot of bees that were going on with that experience. Yes. That said, let me just drop another gem that. Brothers Breakfast and Lunch is actually one of my favorite places to eat in Miracle, Indiana, and in, in Northwest Indiana, period. So, unlike Big Daddy, I can eat breakfast morning, noon, and night. I have no problem. Two o'clock in the afternoon, breakfast. <laughs> but then he also laughs because I eat pizza for breakfast, which I think is totally legit. For <laughs> Anyway, I, I say this because I have stayed with their breakfast food and I've never had a bad dish over there. My personal favorite is their butcher skillet which actually has pork belly and sausage and bacon and yeah, it is the bee's knees. You know, it's really good. And I've not said that since I was a child, but it's that good. That said, I've never had any of their lunch items or their burger items because, you know, place says breakfast, you go for breakfast. So I'll have to try that. So it really was, it, it sounds like, well, I know you look like you were really happy when you're eating it. And yeah. a half pound burger, I have to say, looking at the dish when it arrived from DoorDash, usually you know how you see or something, you're like, it's a half pound burger, ha ha ha, but it's not that ginormous. No, this was a pretty substantial burger. Yeah, for a half pounder. Yeah, yeah. It, it had a little weight on it. A little bit. So I'm glad that you like it. And it, it looked incredible. It was. So for me, my favorite thing that I had this week, believe it or not, was it was something that you made. 
Just say what? <laughs> exactly. So speaking of tongue twisters, my choice was um, the Berkshire Thick Cut Copa Pork Steak that you prepared. And let me just explain. Um, so this is a specialty Copa Pork Steak that we ordered recently from an online outlet that we first learned about during the height of the pandemic called Wild Fork Foods. And I've actually talked about them before. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know what? I was actually thinking we should do like a, like our favorite foodie things as an episode because not a lot of people know about Wild Fork Foods. And I've told at least two people this week, my mom, and then I also told, um, I think one of my coworkers in a Zoom meeting about it as well. It's a fantastic place, you guys, if you haven't heard about it. It's kind of like an online specialty delivery service for meat. And they have everything. Oh, he's starting to snore. <laughs> they have everything from your basic chicken thighs and, um, you know, sausages all the way through more specialty items that are harder to find, such as venison and quail and just pretty much anything that you can imagine. If you're a huge fan, by the way, of the Brazilian Steakhouse, they do have an incredible selection of meats that you can get that you would find there, like the Pecana steak. Yes. Or they have the Brazilian sausages. In fact, we had one of the Brazilian sausage the other day. That's what I made for dinner. I remember that. Yeah. And the thing that I really like about them is they're pretty reasonably priced. And even though they are based out of Florida, they have regional distributors all throughout the country. So if you're like where we live, um, for example, we live in just over the border from Chicago, right? We ordered ours, and this is true. We got the wild bug to order at like two or three in the morning. We're like been watching some bad movie, and we're like, "Hey, we haven't ordered from this in a while." So we ordered like two or three in the morning, and then we got it like that same morning at before noon. They just delivered it to us same day delivery, which I think is fantastic. And a little hint: if you join their um, what is it? They they have like, like a, a subscription. Yeah, it's it's like you pay one price and you have free, you have free delivery. Okay. Which is great because free same day delivery of like fresh meats packed in ice delivered to you. You can't beat that. And no, we're not being paid by them, <laughs> although we should because they talk about them a lot. Um, but yeah. So the on our last order, we saw these pork pork steaks when we were ordering their pork belly strips. Yes. And the pork belly strips, which, by the way, are really good, and they're usually sold out. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. And we decided to try the Berkshire pork steak. Now, a couple things. If you're not familiar with the Berkshire pig, the Berkshire pig is actually a rare breed of pig that you can only find in the United Kingdom. Um, it's an English spring of pig. Um, and it's known for its round and buttery flavor when you prepare it. 
So this particular pork steak um, has the copa cut. And what copa is, is it's the cut of the beak. It's kind of known around the collarbone. It's sort of known as the ribeye cut of pork. Okay. And it's not something you can immediately like go to, you know, a grocery store and pick up. You have to have it specially ordered. It's also known as pork collar, and it covers that section of muscles that is around the pig, basically just above the shoulder. Okay. But it is hella good. So if you have a place with a good butcher, you can maybe request it specially cut yourself. Or if you're nearby, you can order it online like we did. So let me tell you, it doesn't look like a regular pork steak. If you ever had one of those, you know, they're kind of long and thin. Nah, this is like an actual steak. So it's very thick. It has a lot of marbling from, you know, that buttery fat it talks about from the Berkshire pig. Um, the way that you prepared it, which hilariously enough, you don't quite remember the recipe. No, I never do. Because you're, you know, getting... You're using the force of the ancestors to talk about Yes, when the ancestors say stop, then (laughs) I do a little bit more and then maybe think about it. (laughs) Well, it was incredibly seasoned the way you did it. Um, It was very moist. Every bite was just melt in your mouth. And it even had, you even put like this delicate kind of bread um, coating on it, a breading on it. Um, That totally added to it. So, yeah, really, really liked it. So much so, you guys, that when I finished eating it, I was looking at Big Daddy at the table, and I was like, dude, I'd like to shake your hand. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> you gave me this look like, really? <laughs> and over 15 years of marriage, I've never made anything that you want to shake my hand with. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to shake your hand with this. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> So, sadly, although normally we share the recipes, this is one of the first times that I won't be able to. But if you would like to order this steak on your own, which I would highly recommend that you do, I will put a link in the show notes so that you can pick up your own um, wild fork steak. So, yeah, that was the best thing I had this week. And I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Big Daddy, wrapping up the show, where can they find you online? Well, you can find me on social media at Tiatlaw, which is on Elon Musk Twitter, and on Instagram at Tiatlaw Chelsea Wells. You know, for now, you can also find me on Elon Musk's Twitter. And I don't know why we define it that, but it really is. Um, anyone who's listened to the show knows I love my Twitter. So I'm very sad about that, as I said earlier. But assuming that Twitter is still around, you can look me up at JJ Outlaw. <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goober. That's our official Instagram account that I manage. Um, you can drop us a line, as I mentioned earlier, at thegourmetgoober.com, um, at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. And you can Check us out anytime on Facebook at the Gourmet Goober blog. So on behalf of Big Daddy and I, we just want to take this opportunity to say, first of all, thanks for listening. We are totally 
excited that you are part of Googleland for this year. And we are totally jazzed because we have some really cool projects in the work for next year. Um, we also thank you for being so patient. We are working on those bonus episodes. Um, we run into a little bit of a technical difficulty, as I mentioned earlier, but we'll have those prepared for you soon. In the meantime, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, happy eating. Happy eating. <laughs>